Can the Nashville Predators bounce back after their disappointing performance Saturday in Colorado? Tonight, the Nashville Predators face off at Bridgestone Arena against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And on today's episode, we have host Jay Foster from Locked On Blue Jackets to talk about tonight's matchup. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter any NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. Hi, everyone. I am Ann Kimmel here at Locked on Predators. Thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen of the day. I am usually joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Nick Morgan. But today we have a special crossover episode. I welcome to our show Jay Foster, who is the host of our counterpart in Columbus, Locked on Blue Jackets. Today we're going to talk about who is likely to affect the outcome of the game tonight at Bridgestone Arena, just how these two teams match up and we talk goalies so we played the national predators approximately 700 times last season and unfortunately the rules say we have to play them again so i thought we would uh get someone who knows more about the predators than i do on the show we've got uh ann kimmel here of uh, one half of locked on predators how's it going em it is going great. I'm actually really excited that we get to see you all again because I felt like we were like family after last year and now it's like I don't know where y'all went. Yeah, it was it was a weird season last season. Obviously, we only played like seven different teams. We saw the Predators plenty of times last season. It didn't really go our way. Uh any of the times, I think we won maybe one game against you guys last season. So hopefully we can do a little bit better than that this season. There's no pressure uh, to do any better but... than that. Like, don't feel any pressure. <laughs> but uh, the looking at the Preds roster, it doesn't really seem to be too different. You've got a couple of, of new guys, but how are, how are the Preds doing so far this season? You know, this is, this season is, it's hard to find the words. It's been very up and down. Actually, it's been very down and up and down if I'm giving it the accurate direction. So we started um, one, four and one. So not great out of the gate. Um, And then all of a sudden we sort of hit our stride and everything was connecting. Um, And now we're sort of struggling to piece together two games back to back. And like you said, not a ton has changed on the roster. Um, We did pick up Phil Myers, we traded away Ryan Ellis, which we're still in mourning about on that one. And we lost Victor Arvidsson, a beloved Swede. So um, he is no longer on the team, but we have some players who are suddenly performing like they are new people on the roster so that has been kind of exciting yeah I I forgot about Victor Arvidsson as well actually I'm kind of a, a I say Fairweather Kings fan but mostly <laughs> I just kind of I got attached when I was out in out in LA a few years ago and now they're just my second terrible team yeah um, so he's doing great there but I um, know <laughs> I know in terms of, of giving up players that we love to the Philadelphia Flyers, I understand your pain. We gave them Cam Atkinson in the offseason, and I'm still not over it. Uh, but so who, who's, who's been performing well? So it has, it's been so exciting 
for me personally, because kind of our breakout star is somebody that we've had on the roster for several seasons, and that's Matt Duchesne. Um, Matt Duchesne came into Nashville several seasons ago, um, and he kind of walked into what can only be described is sort of a dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> he came in uh, under head coach Peter Laviolette and just could not seem to find his groove with the team and kind of find his place and, and, and produce like we had anticipated that he could. Uh, and then COVID hit. Um, and in between him coming on and COVID hitting, we had a coaching change where Peter Laviolette left and we brought in John Hines. You know, and he just, since he came here, we've been struggling to see Matt Duchesne really produce. Um, and in Nashville, in the Nashville hockey circles, his name is Nat Duch Matt Duchesne, who we're paying $8 million to, you know, because like everybody is bitter about that number for his production. But all of the sudden this season, Matt Duchesne is just like he is Stella who has gotten his groove. He is our points leader. He is uh, 22 points, 13 goals, nine assists. He is just playing a much more physical game. He really is like a whole new reinvented player. And it's been a joy to kind of finally watch him produce like what people expected a little bit earlier. So Matt Duchesne's definitely been a standout for us. Yeah, beloved former Blue Jacket, Matt Duchesne. He yeah. he was with us for oh about five minutes uh, <laughs> in in that play that one playoff run that we that we did, did where we beat Tampa. Uh, and then he's always a name that kind of gets tried out as oh players don't want to stay in Columbus. Look at Matt Duchesne. Uh, but I feel like Matt Duchesne just kind of wanted to move to Nashville and become a country music artist as well as play as well as play hockey. So I'm not, I'm not super mad about it. I do expect him to put up at least three points on us uh, when we play tonight uh, as of, as of the time of uh, the release of, of this podcast. Um, another former Blue Jacket, uh, Ryan Johansson, who uh, I feel like is in the same boat as Matt Duchesne of should have been a first line center, never really kind of got it going in in Nashville, but he seems like he's doing, doing not bad this season. What, 17 points, I think I saw? Uh, yeah, yeah 17, I think 17 he's, points so yep. far this season. So, yeah, Ryan Johansson is an interesting one. Um, everybody loves Ryan Johansson, but there's sort of been this um, sort of fable built around Ryan Johansson has two speeds. He's got like Ryan Johansson speed, and then he has like Ryan Johansson in the postseason speed. <laughs> And, you know, he always comes through in the postseason with just phenomenal play. And people say, why, why aren't we seeing this in the regular season? And this is a season where we're seeing postseason um, Ryan Johansson kind of showing up early on in the season. He's really been great. I think it helps. Um, we've had to switch up some lines with the loss of Victor Arvidsson. And so I think it's been really nice to see how very flexible he is. Um, he's a great uh, kind of older center for two of our younger players, Ellie Tolvanen and Phil Tomasino, but he's just, he just really feels like he is, is coming along and we're seeing just how good he is earlier in the season than what most people in Nashville are used to. 
I don't know how I feel about Ryan Johansson being the the veteran on a line with with two kids because I think he's about my age and that makes me feel <laughs> extremely old all of a sudden. Okay, um. <laughs> I could be all their mom. So <laughs> I know it does seem so weird to talk about a veteran, and I'm like, you know like I'm pretty sure that he still gets carded everywhere he goes and you know what I mean like these are still he's he's young y'all are young I know (laughs) I love it enjoy it all right well let's let's move on to uh (laughs) if you if you know uh this show you know how much I love goalies so we're gonna talk goalies because uh obviously the passing of the torch has happened in Nashville. Pecorine has retired. Yusi Saros, who I have always liked. Um, Yusi Saros, who I don't know that people know that his full name is not Yusi Saros, who is only 5'11", because I feel like every time someone mentions him, they're like, he's so small. He's tiny. How does he do anything? And I'm like, okay, listen. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, 5'11 is not nothing. You know, coming from someone who's 5'5". It's not nothing. No. It is, it is goalie small and hockey small, but I've always been yes. super high on, on Saros uh, and he made us look silly last season. So is he kind of continuing, continuing that streak? How's, how's Saros doing without, without Rene there to kind of support him? UC has come on and, you know, he's been the starter through last season. So he's used to being the starter, but he really is, um, out of the shadow of Pecorine and he is fantastic. I mean, let's face it, Saros keeps us, you know, keeps the predators in games that maybe they shouldn't be in because some of his saves are just phenomenal. And like you said, he is smaller, he's fun size, we call him. Um, but it just doesn't seem to be much of a problem because he moves so well. He's tracking the puck well this season. So um, yeah, UC is off to a really solid start for Nashville. And I think he's definitely a bright spot on a team that's still kind of trying to find its bearings. I really would love to talk about uh, your goaltender um, because obviously for hockey reasons, of course, course. but also he is a Latvian and my daughter was born in Latvia. And so I keep my eye on the Latvians that are in the NHL. So he, even though he is going to be the opponent, I actually just am delighted with him. So how is this going hockey wise? He's a special player. Mm-hmm. Uh, on and off the ice as well yeah. you know he's he, I don't think they could have imagined like when when he was born and they were like oh we're gonna call him Elvis because his dad <laughs> loved Elvis Presley you yeah. know and I don't think that they knew then what like if they'd known then what they know now of how big of a character he was gonna be and he really has just kind of embodied this yeah it's Elvis like when he gets uh when he wins at Nationwide or he gets made one of the three stars we have these new uh like like lights after the game show on the the Jumbotron that light up and it's like live and in person Elvis Mosleykins in the like the the old-fashioned like Elvis Presley style which is incredible you know they've really just kind of leaned into Elvis as a character off the ice you know he got his first career shot out in Las Vegas you oh know it's just the, the narrative is just so good with him but like even beyond that he's such a nice guy like he's smiling all the time he 
Uh, and he's a phenomenal goaltender. He is such a special player. And yeah. he's, you know, he went into this season, obviously, you know, with the loss of one of his best friends, Matisse Kivlenix, uh, yeah. another Latvian goaltender. Yeah. Uh, and he said, basically, I'm going to win a Vesna this season for Matisse. And so far, that seems to be what he's doing. I mean, he's got a 9-2-9 through, I think, t- 10 games he's played so far this season. You know, he's he's keeping us in it. He is the reason we're winning games. And I think if we get Elvis on the top of his game and UC Cyrus on top of his game, it could be... I mean, I, I want to say a fun game, but like goalie duels to me are fun. I know everyone gets kind of twitchy about one nothing and two one games, but like the lower scoring the game, the better for me. And I don't know if that's because I'm a goalie and I don't like when goalies are sad and allow a lot of goals. But <laughs> that's true. I think we could see a real, a real goalie duel in uh, in Nashville t- tonight. That I think that will be worth watching, and I'm super excited to get a longer and better look at Elvis because, like I said, he's been phenomenal this season, but he also just has a piece of my Latvian heart as well. Yes, I will. I, if we do end up going to the Olympics, I will be going full locked on Team Latvia instead of <gasps> on Blue Jackets for for two weeks. <laughs> I listen. I am so here for that. We love Latvia. We've been there several times and um, been in Riga where he was born and just like we're insane Latvian people. So like if you if you start that, I will I will come. This will Incredible. be fantastic. That's, yeah, that's that's my thing. It's going to be yeah. locked on Latvia. Everyone's invited <laughs> because like, yes, because because Team GB is not in the Olympics. I don't really have a rooting interest yeah yeah and so my rooting interest is mostly okay what players do I like and also can Canada and America lose because it's always way more fun when the underdogs like last last Olympics when Germany got the silver medal yeah was awesome like that yeah. was so cool and obviously it was because there was no NHL players there but I will be rooting for for Elvis and I guess the rest of my blue jackets but mostly for Elvis because he's my guy <laughs> Coming up, Jay and I discuss special teams. Just how do Columbus and Nashville stack up on the power play and on the penalty kill? But first, the holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code NHL, you'll also get an additional 8 Omaha Steaks Burgers, free with your order. We've heard all the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gift-giving greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. omahasteaks.com, keyword NHL. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Jay and I continue our look at tonight's matchup between Columbus and Nashville, and we talk special teams, some miraculous numbers for both Columbus and the Preds. Okay, so let's talk special teams. 
I'm curious to see how, how are, you know, how are special teams going in Columbus these days? Well, I think we're 12th in the league in power play at the minute, which basically is a revolution <laughs> for us to be in the top half of the league in the power play is incredible. Like we have had a, our, the last time our power play was good was when Sam Garnier was a blue jacket, which was in like 2016. Okay. And it's just been, it's been so bad since then. And I don't know whether he cursed us as he left or what, but since then it's just been terrible. And this season, I don't know if it's because we've got Zach Wierenski on that top unit instead of Seth Jones. I don't know if it's the Patrick Line effect. I, I don't know what it is. We don't seem to be doing anything particularly different, but for whatever reason, the goals are, the goals are going in. So we're, we're doing pretty well on the power play. The penalty kill, not as great. I think we're 14th or 15th in the league at the minute. Um, mm-hmm. We're on a pretty good, pretty good hot streak at the minute. I think we haven't, I think three goals, three, sorry. I don't think we've allowed a power play goal in the last three games. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's going okay. But the power play is really the surprise. Yeah. Like the pleasant surprise uh, because I'm used to the penalty kill being good. It hasn't been as good this season, but I've been thinking about it and I think I would rather have a good power play and a bad penalty kill than the other way around. Uh, yes. Because you can win games with a good power play. I don't think you can win games with a good penalty kill necessarily. Yeah. It seems like in a lot of ways, uh, Columbus and Nashville are living parallel special teams lives because Nashville is, I think we're sixth in the league on the power play, which literally as the words come out of my mouth, I think surely, surely this is not correct, but it is. And yeah, that feels, have- that feels fake. It's like when I'm like, hey, we're not, we're not 30th in the league. What's going on? Well, and I'm thinking like, did 15 teams not turn in their stats yet? Right. Like, was this how this happens? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but it's real. Um, we are kind of trending down a little bit on the power play right now. We're sixth, but um yeah, they're, they're doing some different things. I think, again, it goes back to that Matt Duchesne effect. Matt Duchesne is playing really well. Um, so that's been really good. Our penalty kill, okay, our penalty kill is 25th. We're not great. And the, the, the bad, extra bad part of that is that we also lately are playing super undisciplined. So it's really been a thing that's gonna gonna bite us if we don't turn that around um, in Nashville because uh, we just uh, had a game where we gave up two quick power play goals. You know, our kill just was not keeping up. So I think disciplined play against Columbus is going to be key for Nashville if they want to come out of this with some sort of a victory. Yeah. It could be a high penalty game because I I actually haven't checked on how Columbus is doing in terms of like where they rank in the league mm-hmm. for penalties. And I don't know if this is confirmation bias. I feel like we have been taking a lot of penalties and like my mm-hmm. friends and I have kind of been joking of, well, they're not scared of the head coach anymore. So they're just <laughs> doing all of the ice crime because <laughs> <That's> <laughs> John Tortorella is not around to bench them for taking stupid penalties. So hopefully they're just like getting it out of their system. This like being allowed to take penalties without being punished for it. But I feel yeah. like we do a lot of uh, a lot of stick crime, a lot of ice crime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is not my favorite. But the the special teams are are doing okay to keep it up. So we could see lots of 
lots of special yeah. teams. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which I fear. Yeah, I mean, your opinion on that may, may vary, but I'm not super thrilled about playing five on four or four on five for the entire entire third period, which is what I suspect it might be. Yes. If, if Nashville doesn't clean it up, that's, we're just going to be cycling people in and out of the sin bin, like just put some snacks in there and let them (laughs) just cycle in and out for a bite to eat. Coming up, Jay and I talk a little more about the post-torts era there in Columbus. What is the vibe on the Blue Jackets team these days? Also, he and I make our predictions for tonight's game. Who do we think is going to win? What's the score going to be? And who might have that game-winning goal? All that's coming up. But first, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So I'm curious, you know, you mentioned, you know, new head coach, is there like a different vibe now? Like how has, how has that been in Columbus? So Columbus has been like the on ice product has been pretty good for the past mm-hmm. few seasons. I think John Tortorella yes. did a fantastic job with this team. He kind of put some respect on this team's name around the league. I think, mm-hmm. you know, people take notice. We made the playoffs like four straight years, which was, you know, unheard of in, in Columbus. I also think that the style of hockey he played made for not necessarily fun hockey. We were winning games, but I think a lot of people were coming away being like, well, that game was really boring. Yeah. Columbus this year, we are not as good. Mm-hmm. We are a lot more fun. Um, yes. Which I like the team's super young. I think we're the youngest in the league. You know, Cole Sillinger is like three weeks old, I think. Like he's <laughs> he's a baby. He's the youngest player in the league. But the team just feels like the vibes are so much better. And I don't know if that is because of the new coach or if it's because the team is so young or because, you know, we've got a lot of new players. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so we just played vancouver on friday and the they were the last game that was the last game we played before the shutdown in march 2020 so that was the last time we played the canucks we had six players on the roster that had played in that game oh my goodness like the turnover yeah the turnover the past couple of seasons has has been huge so i don't know whether it's that we got a ton of of new guys or i don't know what it is but the team just looks like they're having fun and that's, yes. you know, we're not going to win the games. We're not going to win every game, but it looks like we're having fun while we do it. And I think that's super conducive to, again, a young team, a team that hasn't played together for very long. Um, we are slowly, I don't know if you follow uh, Micah McCurdy, who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, uh, in effective math on Twitter. He's one of my favorite stats guys. He does a chart and there's like the four quadrants. And so you can be good or bad. And mm-hmm. then you can be dull or fun. 
Oh, yes. Basically, you know, high event hockey. Uh, and he does this one chart that's like, okay, how do you win games? And one of the quadrants is we may win, but I may die. <laughs> and yes! That's kind of how I feel every time the Blue Jackets play is, okay, <laughs> we're going to win. But also, like, I can feel years coming off my life. Yeah, it's going to cost you something. Sometimes. So, like, that's... That's kind of that's kind of been the the defining feature for me for the Blue Jackets. We're not always playing good hockey. We're not always playing clean hockey. We are playing fun hockey. And for a team like this that's not expected to make the playoffs, you know, we were expected to finish at the bottom of the league and to contend for Shane Wright. And we're twelve and seven. You know, yep. we're on pace for our best record in the first twenty games in franchise history. You know, we're playing with house money, so mm-hmm. fun is fun is what I'm here for this season yes so I mentioned I mentioned this just before we started recording uh I have been every time I do one of these these crossovers with with a host I have been we've been doing some predictions uh and so I am going to ask you what you think the final score is going to be and who is scoring the game winning goal Okay. Okay. This is so much pressure because <laughs> I feel like I actually jinx whatever I say. But. I, okay. Just before you predict, I have a running <laughs> joke with a couple of friends of mine. Uh, the, whenever I criticize a player or call them out or I'm like, Hey, it sure would be nice if so-and-so got a goal. Mm-hmm. They inevitably score. So I've started, <laughs> I need to start criticizing players more. I think. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then they score like the last season, there was a, a, I think there was a period of like five or six games where going into the third period, I'd be like, okay, cool. Let's get a goal from Nick Felino, And then he would score in the third period. So it's, it's I think it's, you should just bully- sit quietly yeah. through the, through the Nashville game. Though. Just sit quietly. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> and no, we are not afraid to do it. Bad, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what is, what is your prediction? I mean, you could always try and, and jinx us. Be like, yeah, the Blue Jackets going to score seven goals, and the game-winning goal scorer is going to be Elvis Muslikins. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not going to go there. We're not going to do that one. Um, I do think with the goalies, I think it is not going to be a super high-scoring game, um, and I am going to say it's going to be three-one Nashville, and I'm going to say Matt Duchesne has the game-winning goal. That's my that that's yeah, my that take. Feels- that feels right for the Columbus revenge tour the, <laughs> that we seem to get. Honestly, so so many ex-players will come back into town and score hat-tricks on us. Oh, gosh. It's, yeah. So it happened with Anthony Duclair, who yeah. was a Blue Jacket for like five minutes. His first game back in Columbus, he scored a hat-trick on us. Alex Wenberg went to Florida and scored a hat-trick on it after scoring like four goals all season for us. Oh, went to Florida and then scored three on us. Uh, so I'm fully expecting Matt Duchesne and or Ryan Johansson to put up at least three points each. Okay. I'm okay. With, I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm here for that. For sure. So what is your prediction? Are you going to make a prediction? I am. I am. I'm okay. just debating. I'm going to go, I'm going to go two one okay. to Columbus. Um, and I'm going to say who hasn't scored in a while. You know what? I'm going to say Max Domi with the game winner. Uh, he's been out in and out of the lineup. He's been injured. Uh, he had massive shoulder surgery in the offseason, came back, played really well for like three games, broke his rib. Oh, came gosh. back, played really well for like two games, got COVID, 
was out for two weeks after that. And then since he came back, he's been, and I don't know whether it's because he hasn't been playing a lot and he's got slightly fresher legs than everyone else, but he has just Mm -hmm. been like pinballing around uh, the ice. He's kind of been doing some stupid stuff as well. He got uh, kicked out of the Winnipeg game, I think, for like sucker punching uh, Evgeny Svechnikov. Um, Well, you know. But it he didn't bite him, um, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he's he's been a really fun player to watch, and he he's been going for a goal the last couple of games. So I think he's finally gonna finally gonna get one tonight. Okay. All right, all right. Well, are we gonna bet anything on this, or is it just straight up pride? Who? Uh, it, it, it is just pride. I am. I am okay. And I don't have a lot of that. Yeah, I don't have a lot of that. So I think that's plenty fine. (laughs) Although Blue Jackets fans will will hate to see. um, I just saw it on Twitter before we started recording, actually. Uh, The Detroit Red Wings have an Ohio-born goalie in Alex Nadelkovic. And their captain, Dylan Larkin, obviously was a uh, a Wolverine at the University of Michigan. And apparently they had a bet for the big Michigan-Ohio State game that happened this oh, weekend yes. and so there is some wonderful wonderful pictures on the Detroit Red Wings Twitter of Alex Nadelkovic in a uh Dylan Larkin University of Michigan football jersey oh I is, will be immediately retweeting extremely, that extremely good <laughs> as a Blue Jackets fan who is not from Columbus or Ohio yes. like the Ohio State Michigan rivalry is just extremely funny to watch like as an outsider who has no horse in this race yeah so it's like when, when Zakarensky turns up, he has this whole, like, he has a suit made of fabric that's just University of Michigan logos. Oh, my gosh. That he would wear sometimes. And obviously the crowd hates it. The the team pretends oh, yeah. to hate it. But it's just extremely fun. I'm a Penn, Pennsylvania girl, Penn State fan. So anytime, like, I would root for Satan himself <laughs> against Ohio State. <laughs> so you can bet I am going to go find those pictures and I am going to just just love them that, this is amazing you know, that seems fair they are very good and uh, Nadal <laughs> took it in in he was a good sport about it so yep. that's that's about all you need to know from uh from us about tonight's game it's going to be fun not many goals we love goalies that's that's kind of the, the overarching, yes. <laughs> the overarching yes. theme of this show uh if people want to maybe learn more about the predators if they want to check in with uh ex blue jackets Roger Hansen, matt duchene where can where can people find you and your show uh you can find me on twitter at ann k underscore mama on ice and you can find our show at lo underscore predators and how about you jay where can where can our nashville fans find you uh, so you can find me on well you can find the podcast at lo underscore blue jackets if you want just straight Blue Jackets talk, if you would like some dog pictures and maybe some Star Wars opinions mixed in with your hockey, uh, you can find me at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. I want to thank Jay Foster from our counterpart in Columbus, Locked on Blue Jackets, for joining me for this crossover episode. Tonight's game is at 7 o'clock at Bridgestone Arena between Columbus Blue Jackets and the Nashville Predators. Join us tomorrow for the game breakdown. Nick will be back and we will have our one word to describe the action, break down all of the action that took place, and looking ahead, we're going to be previewing Boston Bruins games and the Canadiens. 
friends. We'll meet up with them again. Thank you for joining us at Locked on Predators, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now go and make Locked on Bets your second listen of the day. This is your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everyone.